again people thank you for listening to the uh, hot lap again um this a, a, a bit of a funny one haven't had as much time to prep that you usually do so um we're just going to go in and if i can't remember what's happened to some of the drivers then it's just one of those things because realistically i think the even the race that like when we're watching the race because it was a race for the lead we only really you you're only really watching the top two, or at least I was only really watching the top two. Um, so it was. Ugh. I I love watching races where it is a race for a win. It it means so much more, and it's so much more exciting. I think this was a great race. I really enjoyed it. I had a feeling before it started that it was going to be a bit of a flag to flag thriller. Um, I think that's exactly what it was. It was exactly what it was because even when there wasn't action, it was edge of the seat motor racing. It was great. So anyway, let's get into some of the drivers and see what everybody did. Um, Roman Grosjean had a DNF. They retired the car. I'm not sure whether they retired the car because it was a mechanical fault or just because they wanted to save components. Not sure. But he retired his car. Wasn't running particularly highly. Qualified well. Dropped back in the race. Um, Magnussen allowed him past in the end. Um, apparently there was a bit of banter across the radios. Trying to convince Magnussen to do that. Um, all round bad show for Haas. I think. Um, I, I've, I feel sorry for Grosjean in a way. Because I do think he's made too many mistakes now to be in Formula 1. But that car appears to be a fucking mystery. It's got no... Um, you, it's got nothing to lean on. Like There's nothing about that car that drivers seem to be able to depend on. It's Every time they get in it, it's it's like it's a different machine. Or, or from session to session in qualifying, it's different. Magnussen was fourth at one point in Q1. Was it Q1 or Q... Yeah, Q1. And then he qualified where he did in the end. It's just... It's so weird. Anyway, uh, bad race for Grosjean. Um, Kubica, he did gen- general Kubica stuff by uh, backing the field up for the entire of the race. Um, I don't think he was ever ahead of somebody unless it was through pit stops. Uh, he was three laps down where everyone else was two laps down. Uh, oh, sorry, of the... The, the the closest people, he was the only person that was three laps down. Obviously, there was other people that were only one lap down. Um, yeah, I think there's some real thinking that should be going on about him. I know it's gone a bit quiet about him being replaced after the summer break, but, hmm, you know, I know he got that point, but kind of, it was kind of a lucky point, wasn't it? It was one of those, he, the, the dice rolled well for him. He didn't race to get into that position. He just, people fell off the track in front of him or got, Strategy's wrong, and he wound up there. There was no, there was no, uh, there was no brilliance to get a crap car into the points in Germany. But 
alas, we'll see what happens after the summer break. I'm I'm kind of bored of talking about Kubitsa now. I think all you guys know how I feel about him being there. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi, I don't really know what happened to Giovinazzi, but he had another bit of a stinker, didn't he? He seemed to be getting everything involved and getting up, and then it just seems to disappear. Um, you know, it's when you when you compare him with Kimi, which is a bit of an unfortunate comparison given Kimi's experience. It doesn't um, it doesn't seem great, but he's apparently sort of secured himself, and he's done enough within that team to get another year next year. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with him. Uh, Lance Stroll was seventeenth. Um, it's a bit of a shame for Lance, isn't it? He had a good race in Germany. They gave him a strategy. He made it work. Uh, when when other people were spinning off the track, he kept it on. He couldn't man- couldn't get himself onto the podium, but he could keep himself, keep himself fourth, I think. Um, but once again, we see his his performance proving that that was just kind of a kind of a blip. And but we keep seeing this with Lance Stroll, don't we? We keep seeing like underneath the surface a potential racing driver, and then nothingness for ever. So I. I'm a bit confused by Lance Stroll nowadays, to be perfectly honest. Especially now, it would be it would be a clear clear cut decision if he had a decent car. But the uh, the racing point clearly, clearly not a good car this year. So maybe next year, maybe next year if they can really get something under them and like get these new facilities and stuff that they've got planned for the team. If they produce a a good car and he's still shite then we kind of know what's going down, don't we? So maybe we're going to have to wait till next year, I think, to see if what Lance Stroll's actually made of. Um, cracking race by George Russell. It seems weird saying someone had a cracking race in 16th, but finishing ahead of a racing point and an Alfa Romeo. I'm a Haas, but we know the Haas doesn't really count. Uh, yeah, it was really good. He had a really good qualifying session as well. Uh, Total Wolf said it's too early to put him in a Mercedes. Um, I find that interesting. Um, I've, I, I wonder if his car was better and he was producing some better results. You know, that, that were obviously better results, whether he'd be considered. I wonder if he's still an unknown quantity because all he's doing is beating his teammate and now and again a couple of other back-end Charlies. But uh, clearly doing enough to keep himself in Formula 1. That's it anyway. Hopefully Williams can be better next year if he's still stuck in Williams. Maybe Mercedes can manage to get him somewhere else because you know, there's a lot of drivers bouncing around that aren't great, but I can't see them getting him into a Force India. Oh, sorry, I've done it, didn't I? Did it. I, I, I was dead good a second ago, and I kept saying Racing Point, and now I've said Force India, and now I feel stupid. But... Yeah, it would be great to see him in a slightly better car, or a much better car, in fact. I think uh, I think there's real talent in George Russell, and I can't wait for him to get the machinery to show it. Uh, Daniel Kvyat. Daniel Kvyat had a bit of a sucky race. He um, apparently, I think he went too long on his um, on his stop, and he lost a little, he lost a lot of time pit pit wise. Um, yeah, just n- not a good race. It's a bit of a shame for him after. Uh, Having such a good race in Germany and then crashing back to earth. Uh, congratulations to him on the birth of his child as well, which I believe was the day after. Um, or it was either the day after or that day when he was racing in Germany. But, uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, I think he'll be... Uh, 
maybe in a Red Bull by the time we get to uh, Spa because Red Bull have to do something about Pierre Gasly. <laughs> they have to do something if they want if they want to get um, uh, second in the constructors championship. They need a better number two driver. Uh, I I agree with what some of the Sky pundits were saying about Albon. Maybe it maybe being a bit too early for him, but I think uh, I think Daniel Kvyat might get half a season in the big team, and then if he does well, get himself a full season next year. He's done a really good job at re- rescuing his career. It would appear when you when you think that the one point when he had his sort of let's call us let, let's call a spade a small shovel. Um, when he had a small nervous breakdown, he uh, he looked like he was just on his way out. You know, we were never going to see Daniel Kvyat again. Uh, he's like rejuvenated his career, uh, Nick Heidfeld style. Now, Nick Heidfeld had this habit of falling out of Formula One, didn't he? And then turning up somewhere in a BMW or a Lotus or something like that. So yeah, it's uh, a cracking job by him, but just maybe not the best of races for him. I think somebody else that'll be massively disappointed today will be uh, Daniel Daniel Ricardo. Uh, he started last because of his uh, because he was going to start lower down the grid anyway, so they took a load of engine penalties to give give him some new components. I mean, he towards the end of the race he, he was looking a bit racy with Kevin Magnussen, but you'd always think, especially Daniel Ricardo, he's a bit of a specialist around. Um, Hungry, and he's also a bit of a specialist when it comes to overtaking. Now, he obviously can't do anything. Apparently, there was some, uh, there must have been some fallout with like the Renault team and him because it required on Saturday evening after qualifying a sit down talk for everyone. Where he said on Sunday, he said today that um, it had cleared the air with the whole team. But it doesn't, I mean, you know when people turn around and say, oh, that really cleared the air. Does it really? I always think most of the time people sit down and have a really good Barney. Everyone goes, oh, well, well, that's cleared the air, hasn't it? And secretly what everyone thinks is, you bastard. And everyone hates each other. But now they're just being polite about it. Um, I'm worried for Daniel Ricciardo. I think he might have broke his Formula One career by moving to Renault. Uh, he's he he's gone from being like champion in waiting almost, even though there's some other drivers that are more impressive. And as Max Verstappen's grown, he's you know he's he's looking like the uh, the future of Formula One in a certain respects. But he's he's not showing. Like potential to get himself into another team, I don't think, and that's the problem. Is if he keeps doing results like he's doing, he'll fall off the shopping lists of people. So he he needs Renault to get their act together, I think, to rescue his career. Even if he doesn't win a world championship with with Renault, he needs them to get themselves together so he can again prove he's the driver we saw in Red Bull, because right now you can't see it. I think it's really strange. I mean. There's something going on in that team as well because his teammate it seems pretty pretty down about everything as well. Uh, Kevin Kevin Magnussen was thirteenth. Um, I think there was some pretty dirty driving from Kevin Magnussen to keep himself thirteenth. 
I'm I'm all for letting drivers race and whatnot, but I think some of his moves, you know, it's you can't move that aggressively and that late in braking zones. It's just not on. It really, really isn't. So I don't know. I think he's a he's a pretty uh, he's a pretty reckless character, isn't he, Kevin Magnussen? Comes across as being a bit of a bell end, if I'm perfectly honest. Just comes across as being ever so slightly not not like a horrible person, but just a bit of a bell end. Nico Hulkenberg, a man that never comes across as being a bit of a bell end. Uh, but did come across today after the race as being pretty upset with everything. He finished 12th, just compounding the fact that Renault just don't have, they don't have the pace to race with like the front of the midfield. That's where they should be. They should be up there with the with the McLarens and they're just not there. You know, it's, I mean, realistically, they should be, they should be on pace with with McLaren. You know, you'd think that the Renault engines that they get would have a bit more bits, so it proves that they're. Or if it's not bits, it's you know the the engineers that work with them tend to understand them better. But we're not seeing it, and I don't. I, I don't think we are going to see it. I I genuinely believe that before Renault gets competitive, I think it's going to fall out of Formula 1 again, I think you'll see Renault pull out of Formula 1 and use McLaren as its preferred constructor as, as like a uh, like a works team type deal because it's not working for them again, having their own team they can't get the magic back they can't get the Flavio Briatore Fernando Alonso era magic back and it's, they always seem like they're on the back foot, even though they're a works team, you know, they they shouldn't be where they are. They're they're battling with teams with much lower budgets than them, with drivers that are in most cases, especially when you look at um, when you look at Ricardo uh, and Hulkenberg here being sandwiched by Kvyat, Magnussen, and Sergio Perez. I would argue that Hulkenberg and Dan- and uh, Daniel Ricardo are better drivers than all of the people in that group. So they're being beaten by cars that shouldn't be as good as them by drivers that aren't as good as their drivers. It's not It's not a good look for anyone. Uh, Sergio Perez, I think he had a bit of a quiet race, just outside the points. When you look at where Lance was down in 17th, it's got to be a fair a fair race for them. But again, for not that racing point, uh, are not um, just not really at the races this year. As far as the mid-pack goes, they're... I mean, it's it, it's such a shame because they were like, were they fourth, fifth in the constructors, and they were that team that really seemed to be pushing on and pushing on. And I do remember someone saying that they they would need five hundred million to really to really push forward extra on top of what their whatever their budget is, uh, which they, obviously they weren't going to get even with Daddy Stroll money. That's a lot of cash, but something something in there has really set them back probably all the financial issues they had last year and the fact that you know it's a, t- a team going into administration is not what you need um back at the factory when people are working and trying to work trying to work out if they're actually going to get paid this month uh first points goes to alexander alban he had a good race uh, i like alexander alban he's um he's doing well i i I'm still interested to see what the cho- what the final choice will be 
with Red Bull if they do get rid of Gasly because although I think it might, it'll probably go to Kvyat, it's not like Red Bull to just throw. Uh, it's not not like Red Bull just to throw a young driver into the main team and see how see if they stick. It worked with Max Verstappen, might work with Alexander Albon, but he's doing everything right. He's, I think he's definitely going to keep his Toro Russell seat for next year. That's what he said his aim was. He said his aim isn't looking at the main team at the moment. His aim is purely to keep himself in Toro Rosso, and he's doing everything everything right to do that. Lando Norris, uh, he finished ninth. Bit of a shame. Uh, qualified higher. He qualified in seventh. He had a bit of a stinker of a pit stop because he was running sixth behind Carlos before the pit stops, and yeah, it just just all went wrong, didn't it? So I think it's probably where he would have finished. Him and uh, Carlos would have probably ended up driving around together without that um, without that mistake. Well, mistake by the pit crew. I'm not sure whether it was a mistake by the pit crew, like a sticky wheel nut, or he was like trapped in his box by a couple of other cars going down the pits. Might have been something like that, but either way, it, it didn't work out for him, and he he could never really recover. Battled with Valtteri Bottas, that was eighth for a while, but couldn't keep a Mercedes behind him. Uh, talking about Bottas, eighth, pretty racy off the line. I would say very considering it's your teammate and you're locking up and almost running clean into the side of your championship contending teammate. It seemed a little desperate for me from Valtteri. I, I think he's I think he's lost his drive today. I know I said that last week, and I think he had the chance to ex- if he'd have won the race, for instance, maybe that would have saved him. But it was just lackluster all round. Even the uh, finishing eighth, he was told that they their projected forecast for him was to finish sixth. And when you look at the when you look at the fact that it's Pierre Gasly and a Red Bull ahead of you, and Carlos Sainz and a McLaren, which is much worse than both of those cars, then I think he probably should have been higher up the order. And I can't. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Kimi Kimi Raikkonen, Pierre Gasly, and, Car- and Carlos Sainz. But we we will get an answer apparently before Spa. They're going to make their decision of what they're going to do. By all counts. All leanings seem to be going towards putting Ocon in the car next year. Um, I'm still of the opinion. I know I've been corrected by a lot of you people uh, saying how Ocon was really good when he was in Formula 1, how he put Sergio Perez to bed. I don't personally think, regardless of results, I don't personally think he put Perez to bed to bed. Even if he ended up ahead of him on points, I think he... He proved to be a negative imp- impact on a team in my eyes. Uh, he fell out with most people. He had that running with Max Verstappen where Max Verstappen pushed him. I felt kind of... I, I know Max Verstappen got a rap on the wrist for that. I kind of feel a bit sorry for him because when you sort of see the video of it, you, you can see... Um, Sergio Perez, not Sergio Perez. Uh, he's he he was being a bit passive aggressive about it. Or was that Brazil? Was that Brazil when 
he was trying to unlap himself and he fucked Max Verstappen over. I think that that rings a bell. I know it happened, so I, that that would that would scream that sort of reaction. And he was a bit passive aggressive about it all. And you, you think he would apologise? To be perfectly honest, and then he tried to blame Max Verstappen for being angry because he just lost a race. I I don't I don't know whether being out of Formula One for a year might, might have mellowed him, took some of the edges off him, but like. I can see him and Lewis Hamilton getting on really badly in Mercedes. I, I really can. I think he's he seems a bit sneaky and snidey, and I don't think it'll wash well. I think you could it could even be another Hamilton Rosberg situation in my eyes. But we'll just we'll have to see what goes on with them. Um, I'd stick George Russell in the car just so we know. Apart from just being a bit of a British racing driver fanboy, I would, I, I'd, I'd go with George Russell. I think there's, I think there's more potential. It might not work, but I think there's more potential in George Russell than there is in Esteban Ocon. Uh, next driver at the road was in seventh place. It was Kimi Räikkönen, excellent drive from Kimi Räikkönen, doing what we expect Kimi to do this year. He's, uh, he's just been sticking his foot down, sticking his alpha where it shouldn't really be. Uh, it's he constantly getting points in the top ten in a car that probably isn't a top ten car. He's a uh, he looks great. So get let's let's get him back in Ferrari next year. It seems seems like a good idea. Uh, sixth, Pierre Gasly, another underwhelming race from Pierre Gasly, uh, lapped lapped by his teammate. Um, lapped by his teammate. A. Eh? Lapped by his teammate, beaten by a McLaren. Not good. I mean, realistically, if you look at Valtteri, uh, if Valtteri hadn't been to daft, he'd have been up there as well. If we're just looking on pure race pace, he should have been ahead of him. Um, Lando, without his, without his bad stop, I think would have probably been ahead of him. So you're looking at like an, an eighth there if everything had gone, if everything had gone the other way. So... It's not right for Pierre Gasly. I think it's time. I think they're going to have to make a decision over the summer break because when you read Ferrari was so off the pace today. So with a Bottas incident, this was Pierre Gasly's opportunity to get on the podium. It was an open goal for a podium because of the difference between the Mercedes Red Bull and then how far back Ferrari were. And the fact that Max Verstappen was so far ahead of the Ferraris in pace and Pierre Gasly is not only just not on the fucking gearbox of the Ferrari, he's been beaten by McLaren as well. He's just hemorrhaging points for Red Bull and they they just can't do it much longer. But another dependable race from Carlos Sainz, fifth place, got Lando off the grid. I think they both got a couple of people, people off the grid, but he got Lando settled into fifth and just stayed there. Like at one point I was watching and I I couldn't work out for a second whether Carlos had even pitted because it just seemed like such a easy race for him. Um he's he, he I, I do think he might be the second coming of Prost because he just seems to be able to get exactly out of or out of a car what it's capable of doing. Maybe a little tiny bit extra but he's just the, the the whole McLaren outfit, although McLaren's not back yet, because in Myers they won't be back until they can win a race on pace. 
but it's such a great step forward for them and it's it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to watch like them both like double points finishes and double q3 appearances and it's as a guy that kind of leans towards mclaren and has leaned towards mclaren for a while uh it's it's just good to see because i do i was worried that at one point the way it was going with honda and mclaren that mclaren were on the bubble of becoming like a tyrrell before they fall out of formula one or something goes terribly wrong for them but doing what they're doing at least there's a recovery mission going on Fourth place, Charles Leclerc uh, ran a different strategy to Sebastian Vettel pitted earlier. He says he thinks he pitted maybe a bit too early. I think that looking at the way the tires um, tires fell off, maybe they'd have been looking more towards a two stopper. Uh, where everybody would have been looking more towards a two stopper because it did seem to be the safest and best way around going racing today. So. Yeah, not a great day for Charles Leclerc. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, we might as well do now because it kind of kind of links into Leclerc. He was third. He 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 was kept out for a bit, so he had fresher tyres towards the end. Uh, caught, I think he, he did something similar to Hamilton because I think the gap was like fifteen seconds between himself and Charles. Uh, closed the gap, got past his teammate. His, t- his teammate did everything he could to get keep him back, keep him back. There was absolutely no team orders going on with that pass. But again, I keep saying this to you, and people keep shouting at me for it, but Vettel proved again that regardless of what's going on with Ferrari, regardless of what's going on with Vettel, I still think he's the better driver right now. He's the one that he's got the podium. You know, it's they're not they're not in the running for the race wins. They're not they don't seem to be in the running for a championship at the minute. But he's the one that I think you can kind of rely on if that occurs. I think they need to stop doing... Leclerc needs to stop it with small small errors. He needs to tidy himself up a little bit. I'm wondering, like, because he came in and he came in so strong and said, yeah, there's no pressure. I'm not feeling the pressure of driving Ferrari. He does seem like a man. I don't think he's getting pressure from the team, maybe, but maybe the magnitude of what's on him now as being like the future elect of Ferrari. Maybe that's starting to get to him. Yeah, maybe. But I I, I do I, I can't see for unless um we come back from the summer break with Spa and Monza being so engine dependent and so like straight line speed is so important and they have such a massive gap in like performance when it comes to the power circuits if they don't win one of those races i don't think they'll get a race win this year uh, mexico has a big straight as well so maybe maybe something happened there but it also has twisty bits has twisty bits so uh they might find themselves a bit a bit screwed with the twisty bits, but I yeah I can easily see a non non race winning year for Red Bull the way they go and for Ferrari the way they're going. Um, our the man that we thought was going to win the race for most of it, I thought he was going to win the race. I thought he'd done enough to keep Lewis behind him. Uh, Max Verstappen, he had a good start. He got into the lead, built up a gap. Hamilton came over the radio and said, tell me when you want to close up. I knew I knew then that they obviously had something in the bag. 
uh, and he ended up, he did close up. I think they made a mistake with Lewis in the first place. I think they should have pitted him either the lap before um, Vettel, no, sorry, the lap before Verstappen, uh, and tried to drop him back out into the gap that Verstappen was in, or or do the lap after, or do him on the same lap essentially, and have them on the same same tires and push them forward. It did seem that the the second stop for Lewis, because we, we might as well do these two together. It did seem that the second stop for Lewis might have almost been planned in in the future, right there, but Lewis wasn't told about it. I th- I think it it felt like those tires went off so much. I kind of think that the team that they must have known that this was going to happen because they'd already radioed Lewis and said that he'd that Verstappen was going to have like no tread on his tires by the end of the race. So when they pitted him for mediums, so I can't see that just arising through the race. I think maybe maybe they had a half idea about this that this might be a way to go because Mercedes aren't really the the team to roll the dice. And what I think is really good about this was they didn't need to win the race. I mean, everyone wants to win a race. But if Hamilton would have finished second behind Verstappen, his lead over Bottas gets extended. Um, Verstappen just eats into that lead a little bit, which is already huge. Uh, so, I mean, Verstappen, if, you, if you're even thinking of Verstappen as being a championship contender, he is like the outsider's outsider at the minute, and it's going to involve two DNFs from Lewis Hamilton for this to happen, and him win the races. But, uh, yeah, it's it was a great race. It was, it's so good watching people fight for a win, and especially right in this situation, because I think Hamilton, if you spoke to him afterwards, he had something to prove, because you've got like the the future of Formula One in Max Verstappen and you've got Lewis Hamilton wanting to say, that's great, I'm happy for you you be in the future, but unfortunately, while I'm here, it's the fucking present and you can have the future, but at the minute, the present's mine. And I think he did that with some class, to be perfectly honest. I know that there's going to be, there's loads of room to talk about this as people say it's just the strategy that won the race, um, but I, it's it was only Schumacher in my eyes, and if someone else mentioned Hakkinen, I know Hakkinen was capable of this sort of thing as well, but not quite as much as Schumacher, where they'd tell him to go and stick the laps in, and he'd go out and he'd put qualifying lap in after qualifying lap after qualifying lap. Uh, I know Lewis was radioing in because he was worried about the strategy wouldn't work, but he still kept his head and he still kept pushing forward even through all that traffic until he got into clear air and then it's see the thing is obviously Max's tyres went off but if Lewis would have lost his head earlier it wouldn't have mattered because there wouldn't have been the time to do it he had to keep on he had to keep on have faith in his team and have faith in what the plan was and I I really don't think there's there's many drivers on the track that could have done what Lewis Hamilton did today I think it was a great win um, by you know a guy which is Every it seems every race now, like the I think the seven wins in Hungary was some sort of record. It seems that every race now there's a little caption at the bottom of the screen where Lewis Hamilton has broke another record, and he's seven wins away. Is he seven or a, yeah, seven wins away from Michael Schumacher's record? I mean, that's is it theoretically possible to do this year? I mean, it's it's highly unlikely, but. 
who knows next year next year that's gone i was saying to my father when you look at the age of lewis hamilton if mercedes keep being like a a force to be reckoned with through next year and then into the the year after i think you'll see him getting over 100 wins before he retires from formula one it was just a great great showing today I, i thoroughly enjoyed watching it um well so that was our race uh, it was a good way to finish the first half of the season off. We've had like, two back-to-back thrillers, and it's it's what we want, isn't it? It's Formula One fans. So, just quickly before we disappear, let's talk about what we think is uh, might happen for the summer break. I think Esteban Ocon is going to be uh, announced as well, he's coming into Mercedes next year. At Spa, I think he's going to get that drive off Valtteri Bottas. Uh, seeing that Valtteri is a seems to be quite an emotional driver, um, I can only imagine that that is going to destroy the rest of his year. I, I I can't I can't see him having anywhere near a good second half of the year um, with that on his shoulders as well. Uh, Pierre Gasly, Red Bull have to get rid of Pierre Gasly before. The start of the before the start of, start of the second half of the season because if they don't they're not going to win second place in the constructors championship and that is fully on that's absolutely fully on because over the course of these races that Red Bull is going to be suited to more tracks than the Ferrari is uh, I think there's more wins going to come from Red Bull more wins on pace as well so. Yeah, I mean that's another thing to think about as well. Let's say Pierre had the same um, same pace as Max Verstappen, or even if he didn't have the same pace, let's say he was just off. He was where it's, he was where a number two teammate should be. Let's say he's like where Bottas usually is in the race compared to Hamilton. If if Max had a rear gunner, Lewis doesn't win that race because when Lewis is trying to catch up. Uh, or trying to make his way through the pack, he's got to get through, get past his teammate. They could have probably even done a safety stop in that case for uh, Max Verstappen at the, at the same time as or the lap after Lewis, and not and that not giving Lewis the lead back. But he was he was out on his own, and he like he if you think you've got a hard day at work, Max Verstappen is carrying an entire Formula One team on his back. And he needs he needs help. Like you can't. It's the same as um, what I say about Bottas sometimes drifting back. Sometimes where if you've got but Bottas in fifth, I mean I know I just said that Bottas could probably do a better job of a rear gunner than uh, per, uh, than Pierre Gasly, and I he would do. I'm pretty pretty sure of it. But if you're uh, if you. If you're Max Verstappen trying to win races or Lewis Hamilton, you want someone else there. You want someone else behind you. Even if and if you have a bad day, like Lewis had a bad day in Germany, I'm sure he'd have rathered his teammate be up there winning the race. Even though his his teammate can technically take a championship challenge to him, if if Ferrari were up there or if Red Bull were up there in it, you'd want your teammate there taking points off them. So. They, yeah, they need to do something about Gasly. I think it's it's a shame for him because he seems like a nice guy. He's been brought up too quickly into that team. Um, I think he'll go back down to Toro Rosso um, against Albon 
and that'll be interesting then it'll be in, we'll see how much of a difficult job um he had in red bull because if he starts beating alban then he'll look really good again but if alban then starts taking taking him to town as well i don't think that's going to be a good look for pierre but yeah we have um we have a summer break on our hands now and as this is the the first year of me doing these little solo podcasts about formula 1 i don't know where that leaves the hot lap so i will probably be back next week for a in fact i will we will be back next week because we can have a proper silly season chat about next year and we can talk about how fernando alonso is going to go to ferrari and uh, max verstappen will go to mercedes and things like that so we can have a little chat about silly season stuff next week and then hopefully there'll be enough news that pops up to keep the shows going through the summer break so you can keep me in your ears anyway um thanks for listening if you want to go and support the podcast or any of the podcasts that you get uh, from musty audio you can go over to patreon and sign up to musty audio uh this to the musty audio patron there's three tiers you can start as low as a buck a month uh, that'll the book will give you uh, a access to the Discord. There's a little separate Discord chat chat thing now for every show. If you're not on the Discord, if you if you are a patron and you're not on the Discord, please get on it. It'd be really cool to get like our patrons sort of talking to each other and talking to us about how we can improve the show and different show ideas and stuff. That's it's kind of my idea about the Discord. You can come in at tier two. Uh, for $2 and that will get you uh, ad free um, ad free episodes and early because all, all the episodes go up on Sunday I mean this goes up to everyone on Sunday but all the other Musty Audio podcasts go up on Sunday and then they drip out through the week so you get early access to everything so if you want if you want the podcasts ready for you on Monday for work and you want all of them just sat there waiting for you like juicy morsels of audio goodness then you can do that by signing up to that tier of the patron. If you want an extra extra show and a lengthened video game podcast, as well as maybe some extra little bits as well that I haven't thought of yet, you can sign up to the five dollar tier, and that gets you everything. It gets you the Discord, it gets you the uh, early podcast, and it gets you extra podcasts. So yeah, thanks very much. Uh, oh, obviously as well, if you sign up to the two dollar tier to get to get them early. You get them ad free as well, and there's if you sign up to the five tier to dollar tier, they're ad free on Patreon. So thanks very much. Come follow me at Talkshun on either Instagram or Twitter. Uh, there is a Musty Audio Twitter as well if you want to look for Musty Audio on Twitter. So apart from that, I will see you next week. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Unbelievable. Fantastic guy. Not bad for another two drive-off. We are here!
Champion!